kind of a relaxing follow-up to Pierre, don't you think? I I agree. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. Free for all Friday. Beautiful day. Beautiful community we live in. Very blessed to be here. You look at all the other things going around the world and the country, and here we are in Flagler County, Palm Coast, Florida. Morning, LaShaka Moore. Good morning. LaShaka is our superintendent of schools and uh, always full of wisdom. And I give you the uh, Peacemaker Award of the Year for oh, uh, Flagler County. You're still working on another one here. So what, give me the, what's the update here with the uh, uh, the school attorney? Uh, I know you, you guys, uh, Furry and uh, Chong and Hunt, were kind of like out with the old, in with the new. And uh, by the way, great choice on the new for superintendent. Yeah, thank you for that. I agree. <laughs> so you're trying to get rid of the attorney, right? And you're working on that. So why and how? where is it going? Because I only have a couple of minutes here for the beginning of the sure. show on that. Well, well there was uh, two school board members that brought this forward. And um, they uh, I gave consensus for that to move it forward. And we hired outside counsel to review the termination part of her, of her contract. And uh, it was brought up uh, to... Uh, to find a mutual agreement, but that broke down. <clears throat> and so last night it uh, came back to the board, to, to the dais to decide how we we're going to move forward. And the board's uh, will last night was to um, pass this on to the superintendent um, to make that decision rather than the board. Uh, personally, I was a little disappointed on that. I felt that was our role and it shouldn't have been put, passed on to the superintendent, but uh, it's not the will of will, it's the will of the board. <laughs> so. Okay, so Lashaka, on that topic, where do we go from here? Um, myself, um, Shira Macero, and um, some attorneys representing the district and the school board, we will meet with Ms. Cavan and see if we can come to a mutual agreement, and we will move forward. This will come before the board again um, for final approval. All right, so you're comfortable with the process? We're going to move forward with the process that we have. Okay. <laughs> can, I ask, right. can I ask one more question about well, that? Well, of course, Brian. You're you the co-host. To, you forgot to introduce me. But oh, that's I'm sorry. Okay. Now, ladies this and gentlemen, Brian my co-host, Brian McMillan. Drum roll. Ding. Maybe at least a ding. Publisher, okay. Palm Coast Observer. <laughs> um, so some of the couple comments that we've seen show up on Facebook uh, when we posted stories about this is how much money with attorneys have we spent in the, this rearrangement with our attorney? Is that is that a concern? Like, how much money is this costing, or is that just part of the part of the deal? Well, we did contract with an outside counsel, um, and uh, that we negotiated a flat fee, of five thousand dollars to one review the contract, uh, to examine the termination area of the contract, and what would be some uh, courses of action based on that contract. But that also included uh, some time, one-on-one time with. Uh, individual school board members, and every school board member has had access to that attorney uh, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay, can we change the subject? Sure. All right, you're the host. All so. right, we're going to start over. Well, because you you said I was rude to you, I was more rude to our guest over here on the other side. True. Because haven't introduced. Uh, well, first of all, welcome back, Tommy Woolihan. With the uh, he is with the school safety specialist for the Flagler County Schools. It's good hey, to be back. Good to have back. We're going to be talking about bullying, and also for the very first time ever here in the uh, studio with the uh, Flagler County Sheriff's Department, Sergeant Shane Meehan. Good morning. Morning. So we have a little something. See, there we go for first time on Thanks. the show. All right. Long time listener, first time uh, guest. You only get that once. So. 
But um, today the topic is really a serious topic. It's bullying in the schools and in student and the behavior and the threats. And, you know, I think, you know, all of us remember back when we were in school. My God, it's nothing like it is today. You know, so complicated today with cyberbullying and and um, and you're talking about gangs and kids with communication and they can do like, you know, flash mob type stuff and, and all this coordination. And here you are trying to run a school. And, um, and and by the way, I got to say, too, is I think, you know, we only hear the bad stuff in the media of it. And if that's all you hear, you kind of pile up and you go, my God, the schools are going to hell. But when you go to the school and you see all the great stuff going on and the kids in the classrooms and they're learning and they're engaged and and everything. I don't know how in the media we can offset the negative stuff because you really just have to go and see it. And, and to see, uh, and, and then when you leave, you feel really good in your heart and soul. You're like, okay, this world is not as bad as I thought it was when you see, you know, so many good kids doing so many good things. So how do we help you, Lashaka Will, with the school system, Sheriff's Department, to, um, you know, how can the average person, the, the parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and, and people realize that we're talking about a very small minority of people that misbehave a very small um, group of individuals that choose to come to school and not make the right choices and I think that first and foremost that we as a school district we have to do a better job of sharing that and highlighting the fact that our students the majority of our students are coming to school they're making the right choices and they're doing well in school and those individuals who are not choosing to come to school and make the right choices there are consequences for that I know that the board has to discuss um, wanting to review what those consequences are so that we can ensure that our students and our families understand that we're not going to tolerate um, certain behaviors on our campus. I went to uh, a honor roll ceremony yesterday at Beltaire. There must, I don't know how many kids there were, but it was dozens and dozens and dozens. The, the, the whole cafeteria at Beltaire was standing room only with parents there to support their, their kids on the honor roll. And it was, it was, I don't know. It, that, that's an example. I think of what you're talking mm -hmm. about, like that's really what's going on in the schools. And I posted a little, I did an interview with one of the little kids afterward and posted it on, on our Facebook page. So, you know, Brian, so, yeah. I just wanted to say that, you know, that's encouraging to hear because parent involvement is something we're always trying totally. to, I was amazed how encourage. many people were in that room. But yes. Yeah, go ahead. And I will just to add on to that, you know, I, each school board member has liaison assignments with the different schools and, um, just looking from last year to this year, the participation at these uh, um, SAC and, and PTO meetings, um, it, 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 it in some cases more than doubled. So I'm very encouraged that we're seeing more parent involvement when it comes to that. And that's, that's really where a child is going to have the best outcome is if the parent's involved. And not just the schools, but you go out to like Indian trails when they're playing soccer, you can't even find a parking space. I mean, it's just so... Uh, overwhelming with the parents and the, all the positivity. So I, I want to keep this show in perspective is, is what I'm saying, because um, because of the the bad kids do have a big negative effect on on the whole school, the good kids, teachers that feel threatened and not safe and all that. So so that's where we're going to kind of get down to it right here. And this is also the uh, the last Friday of National Anti-Bullying Month. And I saw that. That's why I said a shock. I would just like to you know, so thank you for rearranging uh, to be able to come on here today with it. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm somewhat confused on what is the definition of bullying? 
I'm yeah. so glad you started off there. Yeah. Because we do have a, a, a confusion around that. We often get families that contact us and say, my child is being bullied. And then when someone sits with them and says, well, no, they're not being bullied, though they may be experiencing another student that is um, in violation of the code of conduct. But bullying, in order to be considered bullying, it has to be an imbalance in power. It has to be a malicious intent. So you have to be malicious in your intent and it has to be repeated. That is the state's definition of bullying. And I'm going to repeat it. It has to be an imbalance in power. It has to be malicious in intent and it has to be repeated in order to be considered bullied. Bullying. Now, it could be a a um, behavior that is in violation of our code of conduct, but it may not be bullying. And so sometimes families are frustrated when we say that, OK, this is not considered bullying, though the, this behavior is definitely inappropriate for school. So like picking on somebody and, and you know, and, and, and well, we kind of talked about it before. It, it, it seems like there is some healthiness. This is way out of line. I don't know. And when you're a little kid, <laughs> you know, you're kind of getting the pecking order. Like, who's the funny kid? Who's the good athlete? Who's the, I mean, every, it's like you, you kind of look at, everybody kind of fills a, a spot in things. And then there's competition for some of those spots to it. Isn't that healthy to some degree? the competitiveness of of the social structure in a school or classroom and society in the world. I mean, look at how it goes. So I don't know. So is that a bad thing to say? You know, for us, um, we have um, an outline of behaviors that are not appropriate for our campus. And so when um, individuals demonstrate those behaviors, they, it comes with consequences. Um, but what you're seeing is around that picking, right? The picking, if I say something to you um, one time, you know, that, that is just, all right, whatever, move on. But if it is becomes repeated, that this is something that I am repeating and this is something that I am um, intentionally trying to be harmful towards you and there is an imbalance in power, then that is considered bullying. So, um, you know, I don't know if there's the healthiness of that um, in a school setting um, because there are very um, outlined, strict um, consequences to certain behaviors on our campus. Yes, yeah, so, you know. Well, okay, let, let's go back to one other place I didn't talk about was the family. All right, like sibling rivalries. Have you got any brothers or sisters? Lots of them. Okay, right. Well, <laughs> were, did they ever pick on you? Absolutely. Okay, and, and, and when you think back about it, whatever, did it make you a little bit tougher? You know, it's the runt of the litter sort of a thing. You know, y'all got to, you know, go in there and, I mean, so. And I think that is probably healthy in some environments. Um I don't know that it's, it's healthy in a school environment. In a school environment, students are coming there for the purpose of learning, and we want to make sure that we are putting them in a safe learning environment. You know, when we're picking, and my brothers and sisters are picking on me at home, my parents can directly control that, um, and it's not always um, able to be controlled. At so that's my that's my point here, because I'm talking about, okay, the bully, with a, you can't be a bully without a victim. So let's talk about the bully. Does it start in the home is what I'm does does that is that a profile of a person where when they were little they would they were the bully of the household maybe it starts off with just picking on their brothers or sisters or something um you know is there where does it start i guess um i can't really trace it to where to where it starts i can only address where it is absolutely inappropriate and that is in our schools yeah go ahead brian well it just seems like i mean i I see what you're saying david about trying to like there, there's something healthy. If there's something healthy about it, 
I don't think there's anything healthy about it. But what I do think is that we do need to learn how to respond to people picking on us because it is going to happen. We're just in a world where it's going to happen. So learning how to be kind of emotionally resilient despite people picking on you, I think is, is a good thing. Um, but we also really need to educate, like, this is why you really should not ever pick on people. And, and I think that's, I think that is happening again at that Beltair honor roll ceremony. There's a huge sign on the wall that says, be a buddy, not a bully. And if I mentioned, you know, like to my, to my own kids, my youngest kids, like, Hey, you're, you're being a bully here. Like, that's like, that that's a big deal to them. That's a problem. They know that being a bully is bad so, and so, they're getting that from the school. So do they know, do bullies know they're bullies? Do, the, do I mean, are they aware they go? Yeah, I'm a bully and I'm proud of it. I mean, what's the, we, I how? think that in some cases they, they, they don't because it's a matter of, of uh, how you, you, you measure your, your, your own actions. Right. And if that's the environment that you see around you, then you might think that that is an appropriate behavior if no one's telling you that it's not. So, you know, and I agree with uh, Superintendent Moore that that uh, th what you were alluding to may not be the best place for that to happen at school. But let's face it, we as a community, we should be preparing a child for the road, not the road for the child, because uh, the, the it's when they get out into the real world, it's going to look a lot different. There's going to be challenges. And one of the best uh, pieces of advice um, my dad gave me when I was a kid, he always said, uh, well, learn to respond to a situation don't react because with reaction comes consequences good or bad so well the shock of the master of that just shaking her head yes like you agree with will's dad on that i i completely do and and it also aligns to the new resiliency model that has been pushed out from first lady DeSantis, and going back to what you stated is we are teaching our students through identified characteristics on how to um, be resilient. So what does perseverance look like? What does it mean to have grit? And sometimes that um, that applies to someone picking on you. It may apply to overcoming something with your work. It may apply to something with your health. And so there are specific characteristics that we do address um, in order to help our students be more resilient. With kids today, because I want to move from uh, the elementary school, young kids, where it's kind of part of growing up and, you know, competitiveness. And, and it's also in sports, even like you remember a gym class they would go, all right, you know, you pick who you want on your team and you pick you and you never want to be the last kid picked, you know. Mm -hmm. I was in the middle somewhere, never first, never last, but I was like, okay with that. What about you, Brian? Oh, always the first. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then, hey, good for you. But right. you know what? Let me just state, like even that practice, we try not to do those types of things in our school setting so that we don't put our students in a position where they feel like, I'm last, like nobody wanted to pick me. Yeah. And so we we um, have, we our teachers and our faculty and staff, they're equipped with skills that will help us to be able to divide a, a classroom or even teach our students how to divide themselves without it being, let me pick you first and you're definitely gonna be last because I don't want you on my team. Mm. Well, yeah. well, you know, you bringing up sports, you know, that just brings me back to, uh, student involvement right getting involved in school when when i was in high school 
you know, I, I liked sports. I played football, wrestling, track. And, you know, that, that I had accountability because if I didn't keep my grades at a certain level, I wouldn't be able to play. Right. And there was a time when that happened and my coach said, well, if you don't get your grades up, you're not, you're not starting. And I said, okay, well, I'll get my grades up. And I did. So there was an incentive for me to do that by being involved. So whether it's sports or a club or, you know, anything of interest, um, the more they're involved in their school activities, I I think is uh, healthy just all, all around. Tommy, I wanted to come on up to a microphone here because you're uh, the, the top Tommy Willingham, the uh, school safety specialist for Flagler County Schools. When do you come into the picture on these kind of things? When do you get the call and they go, hey, we need you for this? What's the situation? There's there's a lot of situations. Um, so as the school safety specialist, um, if, if the student does violate the student code of conduct and there's a safety concern, they're always going to reach out to me, the principal or the administrator or the dean of students. Um where I get involved and I, and I do partner with Mr. Finelli, our, our coordinator of student supports and behaviors, um, we determine, is it a safety concern and is that student's safety returned to campus? And when is it appropriate for that student to return to campus? The, the parents, you know, I mean, and, and, and we're out, there's the fight or flee thing too with this, where because now you used to be able to, you know, you go home at night, you're safe and you could, you know, relax. When, and now it's constantly elementary kids all have cell phones and in this, would you, I don't know, would that be cyber bullying when they're getting texts, they're getting TikToks and they're getting Instagrams and all this kind of stuff to it. They can't get away from the, the negative uh, bullying we're talking about right now in particular on it. So where, how does the school, where are the boundaries on this for the school to have influence? And, you know, we, we work closely with our sheriff's department when it comes to things that are happening um, in the home. Um, but I will say, especially when it comes to social media, it is so important that our families monitor their children's social media um, their access, what they're watching, um, what they're posting, because there are a lot of things that happen on social media. And sometimes they do come to the school and they're like, well, this was said at, on, on um, social media or this was said um, through a text message, text message. And some things we can address and some things we can't. And that's when we rely on our amazing um partnership with our sheriff's department when the sheriff's department is called into this is it because and i'm asking uh, sergeant Meehan this when the sheriff's department is called in to for a situation in the schools is it because the parents in the schools have failed and now it's up to you with law enforcement i would say that they they have failed it's a lot of it has to do with the as far as like the bullying and stuff like that if the the peer groups when they see the stuff on social media, Instagram, Snapchat, if they address it with their peer group, most of the time it stops. Um, when the sheriff's office gets called, typically it's it's because there there's something more to it than just a little Snapchat message or Instagram or a bullying type when, when situation. You, when you say if they handle it themselves, meaning that there's – I guess I'm kind of extrapolating from that, but it seems like there's a lot of power for those peers to recognize it and kind of uh, the, the kids themselves can do so much to stop the bullying. You know, right. you call each other out like you're bullying, stop that and kind of stick up for each other, I guess. Right. And that's exactly what I mean. It's typically when, when the, the peers in their peer group confront each other about that's not bad cool. behavior, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. They they typically are able to 
to steer their their peer groups into a, a positive. So the Matanzas brawl a few weeks ago, eleven kids, some arrested, all that kind of stuff. Where did that fall apart and not diffused before that happened? I think it's about intention. I think it's about intention. Sometimes we have students, unfortunately, that um, are intentional about um, violating our student code of conduct. And that is unfortunate. And, you know, I want to take this as an opportunity to say, especially when it comes to uh, physical violence on our campuses, you know, if, if a student comes with the intention to fight, um, and cause a disruption on our campus, um, we will consult with law enforcement and they will likely um, be arrested. And so that's where that falls apart. But I wanna address another thing that you, you brought up about, you know, so that stuff, all of th those students, regardless of what, you know, let's take any fight, they're not fighting about what we're teaching, right? They're not fighting about this lesson. They just happen to coexist at school. And so a lot of the things they start at home or on the, you know, on cell phones, outside of the school environment. And so it is not always the school's responsibility to intervene. We also need our families to intervene, intercept, and, and address what the situation is. And I think that, you know, it's often put onto the school in order to provide that intervention, address it, and make it stop. And that's not always our place and sometimes what ends up happening is it is referred over to law enforcement mm -hmm. so do you spend time you're the uh, what, what's your title again um, uh, sergeant over the school resource so unit. you spend time in the schools all the time yes some right throughout the 10 schools in the district so are you the the kind of guy that they they uh you know confide in you on things when they see you the students uh the students yes mm -hmm. the stu and our SRDs at all the schools have an excellent relationship with the, the student, the faculty. So there's, they're in high, high visibility throughout the school, and there's, there's great interaction. Tommy, um, explain um, how you're shaking your head, yeah. <clears throat> so what you, it's like, you know, yeah, these guys are a big help is what I'm getting out yeah, of Yeah, uh, coming from the school side, as, uh, from the administrator role, um, working with our school resource deputies, um, I see the report every day. Uh, you see the students go up and, you know, dab up the deputies, um, you know, <laughs> give the give the deputies hugs. Um, they feel comfortable with our school resource deputies at the campus. And, and I see that firsthand. Um, so when there is a concerning behavior at this at the campus, um, they may go to the deputy prior to even going to an administrator just because they know the deputy it, it may be the first person they should go to. Okay. Hey, we got to take a break and uh, we're going to be back. We're going to find out what uh, systems do we have in place here. We're also going to speak with Max Schechter, whose son Alex was killed and um, just shot just for going to school. And you guys toured that school. We'll be back with more on Free For All Friday. It's bumpy, and your driveway is dumpy. Call R.D. and Sons Paving. They've been paving since 1959. Driveways, walkways, stone and gravel. Repairs, too. They beat competitor prices. R.D. and Sons Paving, 386-302-3406. You know what I like about people who drive Mercedes? They have an appreciation for quality. Hi, I'm Andy from Auto House of Palm Coast. If it has anything to do with Mercedes-Benz, we can do it. From maintenance and basic services to major repairs. If you or somebody you know owns a Mercedes-Benz, I would love for you to be my customer. I'm Andy. I'm in the Hardgrove Lane Industrial Park. You'll find me. Everybody else has. Or call me anytime. 585-4785. Auto House, Palm Coast. So you're ready to list it? 
we're ready to sell it. This is Sam Perkovich, broker owner of Parkside Realty Group. Stop by our office in town center or call us at 302-0300. Visit us online at parksiderealtygroup.net. If you're planning on driving your car for a while, you better take care of it now. And if your air conditioning isn't blowing cold, we can fix it before the whole thing goes out and save you money. Do you know where we are? We've consolidated into one great location. Quantum tires and auto repair. We do it all at our new location, State Road 11 and the railroad tracks in Bunnell. You'll see us. Quantum tires and auto repair. We do it all. 437-3677. 437-3677. Quantum. 9.34, free for all, Friday. Brian, I listened to your new uh, show. Well, thank you. He's on Flagler, very, very good, very good on a Sunday. Thank you so much. And, Greg, um, Greg Peters from Parkview Church is the next uh, is the next guest. Going to interview him right after this show, actually, for the next show at 9 a.m. Sunday. All right, so you don't know what's going to happen yet? I don't. You haven't done it. Okay, Greg Peters, <laughs> yeah, that's a, a great church. Um, they really do a lot for the community as well. Yeah. So. Okay, it's on Sunday mornings at... At 9 a.m. 9 a.m., same time slot as we do here. Okay. Hey, uh, if you just tuned in, we're talking about our schools, safety in the schools, National Anti-Bullying Month, and this is October. And um, we're trying to define what is bullying. Have Have you ever been bullied as a kid, Will Furry? Sure, well, sure. Yeah. I've been bullied. And you feel like you're bullied as a, a candidate for uh, <laughs> a political bullying? There's a lot of political bullying <laughs> out there. <laughs> so we haven't learned our lesson as no, adults? No, no, no. We do we, do we ever, do we ever, do people as, I mean, I don't, I'm just asking here. I don't know, but do when, when kids are bullies or do they, are they bullies for life or do they outgrow it or do they realize that the problems are causing and I, I think mean, it's image, you know, there, there is, there are those, those that have maybe some, you know, underlying, um, mental health situations that are causing it. But I, I think it starts with immaturity and as you grow, you become more mature and, and, um, and value relationships. So. Mm. All right. Um, schools right now, Flagler County, how many students do we have in the schools right now? We have 12,800 um, students in the okay. school right now. Which are, there's more students in schools than many cities have population in the state of Florida and around the country. So you're basically, it's security for a city and all these different schools and everything going on. Um, are we, are you comfortable? Lashaka is, you've been here for a long time. You were a principal at the elementary school and everything. Are you, are you comfortable with the system, the communication, um, when you go to school? Cause I've heard some teachers say they are somewhat in fear of some students when they go to school. And, um, are we, are we doing a good job? I, I do think that overall we are doing a good job. I think we learned a lot from the um, Parkland shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School that helped us to put a lot of um, better systems in place. Um, for me, one of the things that I am really working on is ensuring that our, our faculty and staff have a voice to speak up and say when they have concerns about things. If you know they feel like the traffic flow in the hallway is causing um, chaos, I want them to be empowered to speak speak up so that we can address those things. But overall, I am. Um, I do think our schools are safe. We have a great relationship with our sheriff's office. Um, they do come over, not only our deputies, but I, I want I want to say this because um, I think this is very important. Sometimes we'll see increased law enforcement at a school and then we'll see on social media, they're like, what's happening at this school? <laughs> I saw all of these deputies there. But 
our deputies are not just there, um, our resource deputies, but many of our road deputies come onto our campus, build relationships with our students. They become very familiar with our school environment so that in the event that they do have to respond, they are very familiar with um, our um, campus and our layout. And more importantly, when they encounter our students in public, usually for positive things, they already have a relationship with these individuals. So kind of Sergeant Meehan, it's like um, you're, the, the Sheriff's Department is really at the bookends on this thing because you're kind of the winning hearts and minds, you know, and, you know, door to door, street to street and into the hallways of the schools with the students. Right. Absolutely. We're so that would be one of the first points of intelligence from the kids that feel that feel like they know you and other resource officers. Absolutely. We're, we're there to build a positive role model. And you're also them. there to arrest them. And then there's this in-between whole area of that uh, that goes on. Absolutely. Our, our primary function is the, the safety of the, the schools and then to take law enforcement action when, when necessary. Do most of the kids, do they respect law enforcement? Are they influenced by national media and stuff like that? Or, you know, I've, I've talked to my, my kids that are, you know, I got three in school, grandkids in schools and and, uh, you know, they they seem kind of pretty oblivious to the rest of the world and what's going on. They just live their life. And, um, you yeah, know. and we live in a, a good community where we're appreciated, respected. Um, and we see that in the in the schools. Mm -hmm. it, it, so the kids seem like kids to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. OK. You don't I, see any cultural changes. And no, since, okay. no the, the kids are high fiving me when I walk in, you know, mm -hmm. um, they see law enforcement as their friends as how, they should how do you feel about the uh, dancing deputy i am so glad that we have him now he actually deputy harper is over at buddy taylor um he uh put in when he got into law enforcement that's what he when he his interview said that you know that's where he wanted to be he wanted at, at to be schools. working in the schools that's great to have that positive interaction because he had positive interaction as a student in F, in flagler county schools mm. with srds Tommy, give us kind of an overview here of, um, I heard Will, you on the news today on, on WNZF actually driving in talking about the, the secret button thing. But, but what are, in, in our, we shouldn't talk about secret things, I guess, but what are the systems in place? Because Tommy, you live with this, the safety of the schools is what your job is to make sure that everybody is. So what do we have in, in place? What are the systems, the communications? Do we monitor? Didn't we have a software program once that monitored kids for for like it would it was a software program that if there would it would bleep if something Lashaka you're going yeah do we still do that do we yeah monitor? we do still monitor um of the actions that are taken on our school devices um and um if there is any concerning behaviors um that are triggered then we are are um, notified about those things but I think what you're really wanting to hear about is really our Centegits program mm -hmm. which we are extremely um proud of. So, yeah, go ahead and explain to us, like, why are, why have we got this down? No, absolutely. Um, so uh, with uh, the approval of the board, uh, we are able to move forward with the, the Centegic system um, to be in compliance with the Alyssa's law, um, where a staff member can activate a lockdown when needed, when there's an active assailant on campus. Um, but the Centegic system is more than just the activate, activation of a panic button. It can also nat notify staff um, in real time with their location um, if there's a medical emergency or a fight on campus. Um, so I, I know you said earlier, you know, our staff fears, um, but then now they have, they're, they're empowered um, with a badge with, with a click of three buttons that we can 
um, notify our administrators and our responders on campus to locate um, where an emergency is, is taking place. So they can carry it with them. It's not like under the desk or, you know, like at a bank or something. We, we, we encourage them to wear it on a lanyard above their waist. Okay. And so and it's open knowledge. All the kids know they, they have it too. Yeah, there's, it is open knowledge. Um, there's, there's also strobes and, and hubs throughout our campus um, that in the event of an active assailant, um, there will be an intercom message and uh, lights that can go off that, that when there's a, an emergency. Um, you, Will, and Lashaka went on a, uh, I don't know if we call it a tour, but you went down to the Parkland and, um, and did a, and, and what was, what was that all about? Cause we're going to talk with, uh, Max Schachter here in a little bit that he started a safe schools for Alex program. Yes. So we, we were toured through the building and keep in mind that this, Building 12 has been a time capsule. It is exactly as the, as it was the day of the shooting because it was kept uh, intact for evidence for the trials that followed. So when we toured through um, Max Schachter, he, he uh, explained all um, the events that happened based on camera footage and interviews and, 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 uh, and um, what we were to take away from this is how we could better harden and secure our campuses and, and uh, prevent some of the um, mistakes that were made there from happening back at our respective districts. All right. Well, we're going to take a break and we're going to talk with Max and we're going to, you guys, and you know him, right? You met with him. We met him. You did too. Very courageous man. And find out um, why he's doing this um, and um, and what you brought back to Flagler County from from that experience, which I, I don't know, seems like it'd be a horrible experience to me, but... um, We'll be right back more with that. In the studio, our school board member, Will Furry, LaShaka Moore, Flagler County Superintendent of Schools, also Sergeant Shane Meehan, and uh, Tommy Woolleyham, and... Am I supposed to say Brian McMillan? Yeah, okay. there you go. Brian McMillan. <laughs> and David Ayers. All right. And Mark. We'll be right back. <laughs> Woolsey Morcom Attorneys at Law is here. Insurance companies don't like us for good reasons, and I can give you millions of reasons. I'm Josh Woolsey. Car crash, personal injury, call us first. Offices Jacksonville and now Palm Coast. WoolseyMorcom.com. It's lumpy, it's bumpy, and your driveway is dumpy. Call R.D. and Sons Paving. They've been paving since 1959. Driveways, walkways, stone and gravel. Repairs, too. They beat competitor prices. R.D. and Sons Paving. 386-302-3406. If somebody knocks on your door or a telemarketer's on your phone, you know it's not us. Hi, folks. This is Bill Gallagher with SolarFit. If you've been thinking about solar, we want you to knock on our door or call us. SolarFit's been a part of this community for over 47 years, and our customers love us. Couldn't say it if it wasn't true. Now's the time to go solar for your home or business. Give us a call at 445-7606. Solar fit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. I'm really blessed to have the opportunity to work with uh, their internship program. I wish when I was going through high school here in Flagler that I had the opportunity to be able to work for a tech company locally and be able to get the, that experience. You know, I'm definitely excited to be more of a part of Coastal Cloud and the community. Coastal Cloud. 
It's new. The Palm Coast Report. Your number one source for all local news, all in one place. Palm Coast Report. Local news you can trust. Truth meter verified. Follow on Facebook or online at palmcoastreport.com. Truth meter verified. Hope they don't put that on our show here. (laughs) We just... Say what we think, right, Will Furry? That's right. All right. Don't fact check us here. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go by anything we say. Pierre will. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Were you bullied by Pierre when you were running? He he writes me love letters just about every week. Oh, how sweet. Okay. Hey, uh, we're back. If you just tuned in, Free For All Friday in the uh, studio, Will Furry, our uh, school board member, also LaShaka Moore, our Flagler County Superintendent of Schools, and our Sheriff's Department Sergeant Shane Nehan, working with all the kids in the schools, and Tommy William, who is the uh, school safety specialist. And we're talking about safety in our schools here. It's the uh, end of the month, which is National Anti-Bullying Month. And on the, uh, the program right now, joining, well, hey, Max, we've been uh, talking about you and telling everybody you're going to be on. And uh, Max Schachter, and you have a, a program called Safe Schools for Alex. Tell us about that. Well, this is the charity that my wife and I started after Alex was murdered in the Parkland school shooting. And we, we started to keep Alex's memory alive and to educate parents, school board members, law enforcement about what happened in Parkland, the lessons that we learned, the failures, uh, so that this never happens again. And um, just recently, Will and LaShock are here. Did, Tommy, did you go on the, the tour down there, the trip? I did not. I was uh, preparing to go to Tallahassee uh, okay. for a conference. All right. Okay. So um, from Flagler County School, so how is it that Will and LaShaka ended up down there meeting with you? Well, we, uh, we work with the Florida Association of uh, School Superintendents and also the uh, Florida Association of School Board Members. And we, we reach out with them, and they, they put it out to every school board member and every uh, superintendent across the state. And I was really, uh, really thankful that, that both of them came from Flagler. It, it, mean, it meant a lot to me. Well, you had said that uh, the classroom is like kind of preserved as for for what purpose and but it was very emotional right very emotional it was one of those things that i wasn't really sure um how i would handle this because you know basically you're walking into a murder scene and it was um but i felt it was necessary to go in my role as school board because i'm doing this for my community and Max, I mean, with, with you, I mean, I can't, everybody, we can't even imagine the horror and, and all the, uh, everything about it. And the fact that you did something with the safe schools for Alex on it. What, what is the, I guess, well, what do you, I mean, you have a job and everything you work, I imagine. This isn't what you do all the time, right? No, this is what I do all the time. I, after, hmm. after my son was murdered, I, I basically put my my former life on hold, and now I travel around the country and I speak about Parkland. I speak about what happened here. I educate parents and, and school leaders and, and members of Congress. I also sit on the Parkland uh, School Shooting Commission that was established by Governor Rick Scott. Uh, our job was uh, was formed after the tragedy to investigate what happened in Parkland and then come up with recommendations to make schools safer. So. All of the improvements that you see in every school throughout Florida uh, are really, you know, come from that investigation and 
the, the great leadership that we have in our state. For instance, you know, one of the, the main ones that probably most of the parents are familiar with is that in Florida, uh, we're one of the only states that has an armed school safety officer on all of our K through 12 schools. So we've got over 4,000 schools in the state. Every one of them has a minimum of at least one armed school safety officer. So that's just one of the things that, that we've done since our tragedy to make schools safer. Do um, schools like say, hey, Max, can you come up here and look at our schools and just kind of tell us what you think? Um, since you've, you're really, I would say you are an expert on it now, only because you spent so much time knowing what went bad and what could have been done. Do you do that? Yeah, absolutely. I do that. And I also travel around the state, uh, speak to school districts, speak to parent groups, uh, speak to educators. Absolutely. You know, in Parkland, uh, there was so much complacency, as there is around the country. Uh, I I moved to Parkland for for one of the reasons. Right before the shooting, Parkland was rated one of the safest cities in the state. And, uh, you know, even even after this tragedy, there's still complacency. Uh, people don't think it's going to happen in their community. And uh, but but if I'm there, you know, talking about this and I, I mean, I travel to Washington, D.C. I do a lot of, of, of work up there to try to you know fight for school safety progress, good school safety legislation. But it's important that, that everyone understands that the number one issue is is school safety and that that has to come before education because you can't teach dead kids the with parkland looking back were there many clues that were totally missed by people or was just everybody caught off guard no a hundred percent there were so many uh, clues so many red flags the the this the parkland mass murderer was a violent violent individual from a very very young age from age three he he was already showing signs and then as he got older he exhibited more of these red flags he was uh he had all of the the telltale signs of a future school mass murderer he was suicidal he was homicidal he killed and mutilated animals he drowned his cat he was violent in school uh, he was he was violent out of school. He accumulated over 55 different disciplinary incidents just in middle school alone. The teachers were afraid of him. And then as he got older, he became more obsessed with weapons, uh, researching mass shootings, school shootings. And and then uh, out of school, law enforcement would, was at his house over 40 times. And he was never arrested. And then when he turned 18, his mother bought him a gun, and, and then it was too late. So, you know, you would like to think that, you know, there's only a one person could be that, that bad in the, in the whole world, but they're not. There's a lot no. of these guys around, right? Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of violence in our schools, and so that's, that's why it's, it's imperative that, that the parents get involved. You know, I didn't know that Alex was going to school with such a violent individual. And, and what happened was after the shooting and the commission that was formed, it's called the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School Public Safety Commission. While I was on that commission, I learned that, that every school in Florida is required to report incidents of violence and drugs to the State Department of Education. 
And when I went to go look at this, this data, it was just a massive Excel spreadsheet with millions and millions of cells of data. And it was very, very hard for me to really understand what was happening in my other three kids' schools. And so that's why Safe Schools for Alex created the first school safety dashboard for parents and schools to, to understand what's happening inside, inside their school. So I encourage everyone to go to safeschoolsforalex.org. You can check out our school safety dashboard. And uh, very, very soon we're going to be rolling out version 2.0. So you'll be able to go online, type in your school, and see exactly what's happening in your school. See the number of incidents of bullying, the number of, of fighting incidents, the number of assault incidents, the number of weapons that are coming into your school. Because prior to the tragedy, I never got a call from the principal of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas saying, great news, parents. Uh, you know, this quarter we reduce our bullying numbers by 20%, or our, our weapons numbers drop by 15%. I never got that call because that call doesn't exist. But that's why we created the school safety dashboard so that parents have information and then they can have those intelligent conversations with, with their school board member, with their principal. They need to get involved. What is your school doing to reduce violence on our campus? Okay, so is this program, are we in Flagler County Schools? Are we signed up? Are we participating in a program yeah, like this? Abs- yeah, absolutely. Every school in the state of Florida is required to report, they're called SESER incidents. It's uh, school environmental safety incident reporting. And, and the, one, of the, one of the really, uh, you know, critical pieces to making schools safe is you've got to have good processes and procedures and, and school safety measures implemented. But the most important thing is having that accountability. And that's what we have in Florida. We don't just make policies and procedures. We make, uh, there's got to be individuals held accountable. And, and if school districts underreport the data, the, the, the violence and the drug data that they report to the state, uh, the superintendent, um, the commissioner of education, Manny Diaz, can actually withhold the superintendent's salary. So we take it very, very seriously here in Florida. But as I travel around the state, around the country, there's so many states that don't. And that's why it was so important to me to bring so many people from around the country uh, to understand what happened in Florida when, when people didn't take it seriously. Sar- Sergeant uh, Meehan, we had a question here. By the way, uh, Sergeant Meehan, say hi to Max there. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Sergeant. Do we have um, do we have kids on our radar that um, that are profiled to have potential serious violence committed against other people that we're watching and monitoring here in Flagler County? So, at the uh, the sheriff's office level, intel detective that is assigned to basically when we have like a behavioral threat management tool. So, once we look at that, the detective will go out make contact with the family and see what's in place for. So, so somebody listening to the radio show or a parent or something that goes, wow, you know, I don't want my kids hanging around this kid. He is whacked, you know, and he could do anything at any time. Would it be appropriate for a parent to just express concern without trying to cause trouble, I guess, or trying to hurt the reputation of somebody? But if they feel in their heart and soul that this kid could do something really bad, should they report it and how do they report it absolutely if if the hairs on your neck start standing up about uh, a student of any person contact the sheriff's office and we'll go out to at least start the investigation and see where where we can take it from there 
We also have, and I don't know, Tommy, you want to talk a little bit about it, or Max for sure, about Fortify Florida, um, where we do have on every single one of the devices of our students, um, on their device, they have an app where they can go in and they can um, identify concerns that they have as well for um, things that they've um, seen and noticed as well as the adults on our campus as well. Okay. All right. And Will as a school board member, because you go, I'm the uh, safe school school board <laughs> member here. You kind of declaimed that. Well, I, I, I it, it's, it, it's something that I ran on. I, I was an advocate for the Guardian program. I, I uh, we, we tried, we brought that forward after a lot of uh, work and actually, um, Mr. Woolahan here did a lot of work with the sheriff's office to get us to that point, to get it to a vote. But unfortunately, it was shot down. And one of the board members said that she felt we didn't have community buy-in. Well, I'm hoping, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for for highlighting this, um, w- what happened in Parkland and our visit there, because I'm hoping this will bring community buy-in. Because, you know, what I learned from that experience is that seconds save lives. It took a minute and 45 seconds for the resource officer to get to the building. And part of that was notifying the school resource officer. So now we've taken care of that with Alyssa's law. Boom. Click, 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 click. The the, the, the notification is there. Max, what do you think of the uh, Guardian uh, no, Will, Will, Will is spot on. Uh, you know, as he mentioned, even with a school resource officer on campus, you know, our, some of our schools are very large, and it took a minute and 45 seconds for the school resource officer on a golf cart to get to the front of the building, and by that time, 24 people were already shot and or killed. So uh, the Guardian program, I think, is, is critical. It, it will save lives. And it needs to be implemented in every in every district because so, because the school the school, school resource officer can't be everywhere at all times and it's a force multiplier and when these incidents happen the most important thing is to stop stop the killing so that we can stop the dying. All right, Max. Hey, um, thank you so much for we appreciate what you're doing for so many other and and, and so sad for the loss of Alex, but yet. Uh, I'm sure he and, and everybody are proud of, of what you're doing, changing your life to, to help and save lives. And uh, we'd love to have you, uh, when you're up in Flagler County, come into the studio and be on the program again. Anytime. All right. You take care. Thank All right. you. All right. So, um, is, so are you going to go for this uh, again, like the, uh, the Guardian thing? And it, it seems to me like you would get Max up here to uh, get up there and speak. In fa- I don't know. I'm, I have mixed feelings about it. I don't know if I'm in favor of it or not. Right. Well, and, and again, that, that's, that's fair. And that's part why we're having this conversation publicly here, because we do need the community to support this as well. But uh, yes, I will bring this back at some point. Um, the board has not said, hey, we're just not doing this. <clears throat> they just didn't feel the time was now. But I just want to make it clear that the version of the Guardian program that we want to implement uh, does not replace our, um, our, our sheriff officers, our, our school resource deputies on the campus. This is going to be a force multiplier on our campus. Mm-hmm. And you, the, when, when you have this, you advertise it. You let the community know because these shooters are cowards. They go after soft targets. They're going after children, right? But when they know there's, there is a force behind it, um, and especially with the Guardian program, you don't, the, 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 the faculty member that's armed is, is, is not uniformed. So you don't know who that is or where they are, right? So that element of the unknown may be enough to deter a shooter. Am I out of line, Sergeant, asking you your thoughts on the, uh, um, <laughs> so off the record. 
<laughs> I won't tell Staley what you said. Go ahead. Well, uh, Sheriff Staley was pretty clear on, on what his, his stance on this was. He, he would support some sort of the Guardian program as a force multiplier. And we're talking people being highly trained. Highly it's not trained, just, yes. hey, take, bring your gun to school. 144 hours, psychological evac- evaluations, and background checks. Do you still have your video game, the shoot or don't shoot um, thing with the Sheriff's Department? Like it's a... The simulator? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. It's not a video game, but it's right. a real type of thing. Is that, Correct, yes. Is that useful? Is, would that be part of the Guardian program? That would be something that the training unit would determine what the scenario-based training would be but there is scenario-based training mm-hmm. um we use a variety of different for people techniques. and if you don't know what i'm talking about it's like a full movie screen it's like a screen with you know it's kind of like an old driver's education type thing of people pulling out and and don't shoot the wrong person and all that but right. it's but it it's pretty intense so. it is it is yeah actually sometimes staley brings it out to events where the public can actually you know and we actually just had uh, it out at the safety expo oh uh, yeah okay a couple weeks ago all right so next time you're out let us know we'll uh, promote that for people to all right we'll do give that a try all right um brian final comments from you here. yeah i just want to say this morning i actually got a call from flagler schools saying that at indian trails somebody brought a knife to school and the, it was you know it was a, a a call from the principal telling the parents like we got it under control. We intervened. We're going to have, we're going to, you know, have law enforcement get involved. But as a parent, that does make me feel better. I feel like I'm getting good communication from the schools. So I think kudos to the schools for that. I mean, the only hesitation you would have is you don't want to cause unnecessary alarm and anxiety and people say, Oh, I don't know if we should go to school that day. Mm-hmm. But I think that we have to err on the side of more information. So I think that that's a great, there's, there are a lot of calls that come from the school district. And I think that they, they do a good job of that. And, uh, and I guess, you know, bringing a knife and, you know, and like I go back to like, well, in the boy scouts, you had a boy scout knife, you could take it to school and all, but, but not anymore. Right. You can't even bring. Yeah. And no. this was, this was, this was like somebody brought it and was, you know, using it inappropriately or I forget exactly. Oh, okay. I don't know what all the details were, but it wasn't just like someone had one stuck in their backpack or anything. All right. So, okay. Well then that's good. But the communication yeah. is, yeah. is really good with you it. You feel like when there is communication, it's proactive. Is there, that, a, is there a metal detector at the schools, Lashaka? We do not have metal no. detectors. Do we need them? Um, you I, know, there's some school districts have them. Some do not. Um, I, I can't really say if we, it we just seems them. like it would just slow up everything. And, you know, I mean, geez, you can't, you know, I just I would I would hate to see that myself. I, I just <laughs> yeah. think it would it would be like you know TSA at the school. I don't want that. All right, anything else, Brian? Before we go, no. I just uh, thank you everyone for being here, and hopefully, everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. Okay, well, Shaka, we'll go down the line here. You get the final words. Um, my final words is uh, safety is so important and we need our parents, as Max stated, we need our parents to be involved. Um, talk to your children, uh, readdress to them what appropriate behavior is on our campuses as well as in our communities. And for the, our families, as you hear something or you see something, please say something. Speak up to either our school district or to the sheriff's office. All right. Very good. Thank you for being our superintendent, by the way. I'm thrilled that you are and you're doing awesome. I mean, talk about all the stuff being thrown at you. I know. It's been a busy 54 days of school, for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, go easy on her. All right. (laughs) Well, I'll just echo uh, the comments from uh, Superintendent Moore. And I want to thank Max Schachter for his uh, efforts uh, to keep schools safe. And I just want to remind parents that, you know, have a talk with your children. Uh, Make sure they know what uh, type of behavior is expected of them when they come to campus. 
Okay. All right. Thank you for serving our community and running for a school board. Any, everybody that runs for any office in this, in the community, anywhere, I have all the respect in the world for, whether I vote for them or not, but still the fact to put yourself out there and, and to get bullied by the media, you know, I, I, uh, I admire that for, for everybody on it. And uh, so anyway, so thank you, Will. There's thank no you. malicious intent with the, yeah. with the. Yeah, but it's persistent. What were the three ingredients, Lashaka? <laughs> it was what? Repeat it. Repeat it. Malicious intent mm. and an imbalance, imbalance in, power, in power. And that mm. is an imbalance in power. Because <laughs> you can reach more, you have a platform to reach more people. Um, you know, so. All right. All right, Pierre, you hear that? Brian, warning. Okay, all the media there. Okay. Um, so, uh, Tommy, give us a final comments and words of wisdom. No, I just want to echo what Miss Moore and, and Mr. Furry said. You know, I appreciate their leadership um, and, and their, their focus on school safety. Um, this position has been created through legislation, as, as Mr. Um, Mr. Max said, um, through the MSD commission. Um, my, my primary goal is, is that school safety piece. So parents, if you see something, if your children see something, say something, utilize the, the tools we have, the Fortify Florida. Um, you can Google it. You can find it on your app stores. Um, it's, it's downloaded on our student devices. Um, please let us know if something, um, that incident this morning could have been um, adverted. Mm. Um, so please. See okay. something, say something. All right, Tommy William, thank you for being our school safety specialist. And to the Sheriff's Department, our first-time guest, Sergeant Shane Meehan. Well, I appreciate you having me. Um, it's been a pleasure. And again, if you see something, say something, like the Sheriff says. Don't make the Sheriff's Office be the Sheriff of uh, your children in the schools. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, have a good weekend. Be safe out there. Be kind to each other. And uh, we've got, uh, oh, yeah, tonight we have uh, High School Football Live here on WNZF. I believe it's FPC. And, and uh, so keep it tuned here for all the new. It is FPC. And what, Tommy, who are we playing? Takoy. Takoy. All right. Have a good one. Yeah.